0: I got swine (laughs) flu.
1: By the time you've lived through it, it's just a good story.
0: Hello, everybody. I'm Mike Siegel, your host for the Travel Tales Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. This is a special edition of the Travel Tales Podcast. Why? Well, it's kind of a mini episode. It's a companion piece to an article I wrote for my website at TravelTalesPodcast.com about my recent journey on the Rocky Mountaineer train going from Vancouver, British Columbia, to Banff, Alberta. A two-day trip. You don't sleep on the train. You stop uh, overnight halfway at a town called Kamloops, British Columbia. But uh, two full days on the train, seeing some of the most beautiful scenery you can see in North America. And if you ever get a chance to do this, I highly recommend it. There's information and uh, links to all... The things I did on the train and the days before and after in Vancouver and Banff as well. So go to the website at TravelTalesPodcast.com, click on Articles, and you can see my story about the Rocky Mountaineer train. I enjoyed it. It was a unique experience that I've never had and something I didn't really know about in North America. So I'd been meaning to go to Banff for years. I had been to Vancouver. I was a big fan of Vancouver, still am. Uh, But now Banff, awesome. If you like outdoorsy stuff, whether it's uh, skiing, which I did there at Sunshine Village, and I was lucky enough to get some snow in mid-April, but fishing, hiking, camping, golf, spas, and we got to stay in the magnificent banff springs hotel which is famous it's this gigantic castle and uh, it's a really unique place so i recommend uh, staying there if you ever get a chance so get all the information at the website traveltalespodcast.com and now it's about time i tell you who i'm talking to on this particular podcast this is jeff pelletier communication specialist for the rocky mountaineer i interviewed him on the train you can hear background noise and everything else So read my story at the website, see the photos, book your own trip, and enjoy my talk with Jeff Pelletier aboard the train. Thank you for having me on this uh, train. This place is awesome. How long? uh, I know it's 25 years. So tell us uh, a little bit about the history of the Rocky Mountaineer and you think a train like this would be
1: around for so long, but it's really pretty young it is um it's amazing because uh we kind of think of ourselves as sort of the oldest startup company so we're growing by leaps and bounds which is exciting uh the company originally started in 1990 when the federal government decided to sell the first passage to the west route which is the route we're on right now uh to a group of investors which included peter armstrong our founder and chairman and started relatively small we uh secured the pieces of equipment that were originally on the route and decided to turn it into an all-daylight scenic route rather than just a transportation route, which was what it was before. Uh, Much of what was not seen was the best parts of the journey. This scenery is just stunning. So uh, within five years, we started introducing our gold-level... Uh, gold gold leaf class of service uh bi-level custom-made uh glass domed coaches and as they say from there it was history i mean just
0: I... so my parents uh, a few years ago took a the train ride they said across canada so that is not this one then is that do i get that right or would they have gotten on this at some point because they took it for, i think belief from toronto all the way across
1: that's correct there's uh, Via Rail which is the government run uh, rail service which goes as far you can take Via Rail all the way across uh, Canada Uh, it wouldn't go on this route Via doesn't operate on the first passage to the west route they do go through Jasper uh, which is our journey through the clouds route they do operate on that route as well so it's a potential that they did take it all the way from Toronto to Jasper and then got on the Rocky Mountaineer from Jasper to Vancouver
0: now, what is the typical amount of uh, passengers you would take during this? It only runs during the summer, right? We're in the first
1: week, or so, That's April. correct. We run from April through October. Mm-hmm. Um, it's scalable. Usually what we call our shoulder season, which is the first part of April and the latter part of September into October, typically see trains around three to 400 people. But in the summer, we get up to 1,000, uh, 1,100, 1, 1,200 people on the train.
0: What would be the typical Rocky Mountaineer uh, passenger?
1: Uh, It's usually uh, a a traveler who's a a bit more affluent, has more time on their hands, so SKU's a little bit older, between uh, north of 50, I would say, is the average guest. (laughs) Uh, And then our four main regions where we get travelers from are usually the U.S., and this is in order of uh, popularity, so U.S., Australia, uh, the U.K., canada and now germany is actually starting to really get popular as well
0: so what would people usually say is their favorite part of the
1: trip ah it's so hard we we base our trips on four core elements they're called the four s's so it's a combination of of course the scenery It's unparalleled in canada Uh, our great service that our onboard hosts provide Uh, and part of that is their storytelling that they're they're regaling people with the stories of the history and the uh, ecology and wildlife throughout the route. Uh, we have our sweet and savory offering, which is of our, of course our culinary. And then the fourth is sort of uh, an element that changes from journey to journey, and that's the socialization element. And it's just uh, getting to know people on your route and forming lifelong friendships, even though it's some, for some people just a two-day route.
0: And it's helpful that there's no Wi-Fi. That helps in socialization. And has that been controversial? Uh,
1: Not really, because while there may not be Wi-Fi, there certainly is uh, unlimited alcoholic beverages, so that certainly helps with the socialization element. Um, I think the younger generation, those who are more technologically savvy, initially find it frustrating that they can't make uh, updates to Facebook and Twitter and uh, whatever social media outlets they're on. But once they start just unplugging, Relax and enjoying what's uh, unfolding in front of them, they certainly don't mind being disconnected for a bit.
0: So have you found that social media in general has changed your business at all? Do you have to look at that as a marketing thing and try to promote that?
1: Uh, it is, actually. And, and what we found is that where we initially were relying on a lot of you know uh, professional photographers to um, share imagery of our work through our own media and marketing efforts, we've uh, just unveiled a campaign called Share Your Moments. And people are invited to share whatever photography that they've taken on the trip on this. Uh, it's an aggregator of all these pictures, and some of the imagery that's come out is just absolutely stunning. Mm-hmm.
0: So, uh, when you ride the train, you have a choice of two different
1: kinds of service or three? Oh, well, currently in 2015, we have three different classes of service. So, we started our entry level, which is our red leaf class of service, uh, and then we have our Uh, single level domed coach which is our silver leaf class service and then of course our bi-level custom-made glass dome coach which is the gold leaf in 2016 we'll be discontinuing our red leaf class of service we found that it the service offering while it may be a good entry level uh, classic rail experience it really doesn't um, match the brand of rocky Mm Mountain. so we've decided to discontinue that class and focus on our all dome fleet
0: Okay, So if people are looking to do this, um, you don't have to, I guess you could say prices and stuff like that. How much are we looking to spend on either class?
1: Um, so for a two-day rail route, uh, we're looking at... Um um, a typical two-day rail for Goldleaf class Service is right around $1,800 per person. And in silver leaf, it's about $1,400 per person.
0: And this is for two days? Yes. And this includes the hotel that you stay overnight? That's
1: correct. Uh, so this would be rail from Vancouver to Kamloops, uh, overnight accommodation in Kamloops, and then rail from Kamloops to your Rockies destination, so either Jasper or Banff or Lake Louise.
0: But it doesn't include accommodation in Banff or Jasper? That's correct.
1: Yeah, this is just the two-day rail pricing. Okay, and and
0: it goes from April to mid October.
1: That's correct. Okay,
0: so is it just a matter of the train can't make the journey through the snow, or I mean, I would think people would want to go skiing and bam for something.
1: Well, because we've committed to being an all daylight experience uh, due to our northern location, it gets dark, it early. Gets dark very early. Oh, okay. yep. Especially when there's a time change uh, towards the end. Well, now time changes later in October, so that's not much of an issue. But it's just the nature of how early the sun starts to set at that time once you roll into Banff you can't see the mountains
0: (laughs) and it's hard to describe Banff for people who've never seen I've still have not been we're on our way we're gonna get there later today but the pictures of Banff and Lake Louise just they almost look fake they look so amazing do people all over the world are they blown away by it
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, there's so many mountains that surround the town itself. Uh, Iconic Mount Rundle looms over the city, and you've got, you know... um um, Mount Norquay, the ski area, there's uh, the hot springs that are there. Um, when they were initially scouting the route to put the rail through, when they when they saw the beautiful area in Banff, they said, uh, if we can't export the scenery, we'll import the tourists. <laughs> so.
0: so what are the uh, summer activities people can do in Banff and Lake Louise that they, inst- when there's no skiing?
1: Well, of course, hiking is uh, a huge part of that. Lake Louise particularly was uh, a, a big part of um, bringing over a lot of tourists that had uh sort of conquered the the alps and france and italy and and germany uh we're looking for new mountains to climb they were huge mountains that hadn't been conquered yet so there's a huge part of the history of lake louise um the fairmont chateau lake louise has uh mountain guide program where you can go in and get a history of all the mountains and they'll actually take you up the mountains to climb them yourselves if you really want to do that Uh, in Banff uh, same thing hiking is huge fishing uh, kayaking Uh, they've just opened uh, Via Ferrata on Mount Norquay so that's a very popular extreme sport activity mountain biking, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, there's fishing? A lot of fishing? Fishing, yes. Uh, in the winter, of course, ice fishing. And in the summer, both uh, flat water fishing and fish, fly fishing <laughs> in the rivers.
0: So, other than get ridding, getting rid of the uh, red class service, where do you see the future of the Rocky Mountaineer headed? More routes? Uh, different areas, maybe?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, a few years ago, we just um, uh, unveiled our route to Seattle. So, it's a coastal passage route, which brings you from seattle through to vancouver and into the rockies uh in the future we're hopefully looking to s- follow the cruise ship south so a big part of our business is uh, getting passengers who either do a pre or post rocky mountaineer cruise to alaska Unfortunately, the cruise ships run pretty much the same schedule as we do, so uh, towards the end of October, they start migrating south and doing cruises from California, say, down to Mexico uh, or over to Hawaii. So we'd like to try and follow the cruise ship south and gain usage of our uh, assets, which normally would sit idle for, well, not idle, we, we maintain them through the course of the summer, but uh, the winter. If we um, had the opportunity to be able to follow the uh, cruise ship south, we could keep assets moving all year round. Uh, that's great.
0: What is the website address where people can go and sign up and how is the availability looking?
1: Uh, sure. So our website is www.rockymountaineer.com uh, and our availability is looking Good in our shoulder season. So April, (laughs) May, uh, and September, October look fantastic. We do fill up quite uh, heavily in the summer season, so July, August definitely gets very busy. So if you want to book those, book often. We're already selling our 2016 season, so if people are interested in booking July, August, do that now.
0: Wow, you're already into 2016. That's correct. What is the typical... Amount of passengers you take if if there was going to be an average?
1: Um, It's scalable, um, but I would say on average, it's usually the trains, usually between 600 and 800 people per train. Uh, Again, earlier in the season, April and September, is usually about 350 to 400 people.
0: How do they cook all this? great food in a tiny kitchen on a train. How does that work?
1: It's definitely a dance. Uh, They're they're quite small spaces, but they perform magic back there. So there's three culinary uh, staff per Gold Leaf Dome, and uh, they work in in an extreme environment and are able to create masterpieces with very limited resources. Mm -hmm. Uh, One of the interesting things, because we can't have any open flame on the train Uh, they have to work with um, tools that approximate what they're trying to uh, get flavor-wise from what you would normally consider, you know, char-smoking or... Yeah, barbecue. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and they do that in some creative ways. One of the things that we do to impart a smoky flavor on things is we have a, a smoked kelp sea salt that we have right now that is has uh, got a wonderful smoky flavor and it really adds to, to the flavor of the food.
0: Have you, have you ever had a, a train car drink so much you ran out of alcohol uh our our lovely australians uh ah,
1: the aussies i knew it <laughs> they love their baileys yes, and uh, we've actually had to stop mid-route to to pick up more baileys for them well i wonder why baileys i wonder why that is i have no idea it is sweet but it certainly makes them in a in a very <laughs> social mood <laughs> exactly <laughs>
0: All right, so once uh, again, it's Rocky Mountain, RockyMountaineer.com. That's
1: correct. Yeah, Rocky Mountain. And we're on Facebook as well. So, Facebook.com slash Rocky Mountaineer. Awesome. Well, thanks, Jeff. Awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, yeah. And thank you for
0: an amazing ride. This is this is terrific, and the service has been fantastic. So, uh, yeah, I recommend it to everybody. Rocky Mountaineer, everybody. And bring your own Bailey. No, don't bring your own Bailey. All right. Thanks. Thanks.